for this episode of the men's clinic audience discretion is advised hello guys and welcome to the men's clinic between the sheets men often face a problem that they can't talk to anyone about a problem that hits them hard breaks their confidence and expectations today in the men's clinic we talk about premature ejaculation with the global expert professor ikjan sherful Clinic is a focused podcast on health of men and bringing a change through practical knowledge in physical, mental, social and spiritual health. As men we are born with certain habits and attitudes which need to change if we want to live better and healthier. So here we are to help each other do just that. Hello friends, today in the men's clinic we are back with a very exciting episode and a very intimate episode. And here we're going to talk about coming too soon or premature ejaculation. So we have a leading expert on early ejaculation with us in the clinic, Professor Ekjan Sharifolu. Welcome, Professor. Uh, first, uh, let me once again express my uh, happiness and gratitude for being a part of this exciting project. And it's always nice to be with uh, Indian friends, either physically or virtually. My name is Ekjan Sharifolu. I am a, a professor of urology at Biruni University, Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, and I'm also uh, editor-in-chief of uh, International Journal of Impotence and Research, one of the oldest journals in the field of sexual medicine. And I'm also doing my uh, embryology and histology PhD in Medipol University. Uh, and also there I am uh, working on the histological mechanisms which can be associated with erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. Dr. Sharifulu, we are really excited to have you with us. And let's begin with our first question, a very difficult question. How do you define premature ejaculation or early ejaculation? Your question is not that simple. What is premature ejaculation? Uh, how we should define this common problem? Uh, in fact, we are discussing this topic for more than decades because... Uh, a man can come to your office and uh, say that he is suffering from premature ejaculation, although he is ejaculating in 10-20 minutes. And you can see another man who is ejaculating in 30 seconds, and he is saying that he is totally fine, he is happy, his partner is happy with his time to ejaculate. So we don't really know uh, how to deal with those problems. Uh, but if a man is ejaculating lesser than one to three minutes. And if he is suffering uh, because of early ejaculations, if he is depressed, if he is anxious, if he is stating that this problem is causing uh, interpersonal difficulty, uh, issues with his partner, then we should consider this man as having suffering from premature ejaculation. And in uh, 2014, we have developed an official uh, definition under the umbrella of International Society for Sexual Medicine. And according to this definition, premature, premature ejaculation is a male sexual dysfunction characterized by 
ejaculation which always or nearly always occurs before or within about one minute of vaginal penetration from the first sexual experiences or a clinically significant and bothersome reduction in latency time, often to about three minutes or less, and inability to delay ejaculation on all or nearly all vaginal penetrations and negative personal consequences such as distress, bother, frustration, and or the avoidance of sexual intimacy. Our listeners can uh, get this official definition from International Society for Sexual Medicine uh, website and articles. This is the official definition uh, which we have developed. So, Professor, how common is this distressing problem? Again, another uh, debated question. When you knock the doors of men in India uh, and ask whether they are happy with their time to ejaculation, uh, and when the answer is, uh, I am happy or I am not happy, 30% of the population will say that, well, it is, uh, I am not happy. I guess it's earlier than it is supposed to be. However, when you ask those men whether they are seeking medical treatment uh, about this complaint, the majority of them will say, no, they are not seeking any treatment for that because they are not bothered enough. But this is like penile length. I mean, when you ask a man whether his penis is uh, in okay length, whether he is interested in having a bigger penis, the majority will say, yes, I want bigger penis. Again, the majority of men will be uh, saying that I want to come late. So uh, that's uh, not always the actual situation. But recently conducted well-designed epidemiological studies demonstrated that 3 to 5% of sexually active men are having premature ejaculation and they are seeking treatment for their complaint. So uh, we can say that 3 to 5% of sexually active men are real premature ejaculation patients, but there are also 20 to 30 percent of other men who are wishing to have longer ejaculation times. So, Professor, are all forms of premature ejaculation equal? Are there different types to it? Because we hear terms like lifelong or primary ejaculation problems and acquired or secondary premature ejaculation. Could you explain these terms to our listeners, please? Excellent question. First of all, uh, Marcel Waldinger, who has passed away last year, he was a pioneer researcher in the field of premature ejaculation. He distinguished the complaint of premature ejaculation from the syndrome of premature ejaculation. The complaint of premature ejaculation can occur anytime. When you are uh, not having sex for a long time, when you are having a new partner, when you are uh, anxious uh, about your sexual performance, when you are having erectile dysfunction, you may be suffering from the complaint of premature ejaculation. This is a physiological response that happens to anyone. However, the syndrome of premature ejaculation, now we have two, uh, that's different. 
we have lifelong premature ejaculation syndrome. Uh, this is a, a problem, early ejaculation problem, which happens from the first uh, sexual encounter. And it happens with every partner that you have. And it always occurs lesser than one minute. So Marcel Waldinger and myself and many other researchers in the field believe that lifelong premature ejaculation is a kind of neurobiological slash genetical problem because uh, those people are uh, having this problem uh, starting from very young ages uh, and uh, they are experiencing it in every circumstances. Therefore, uh, we are believing that there are a kind of serotonergic receptor differences in their uh, brain, mainly uh, medial uh, preoptic area, nucleus paragigantocellularis, such central nervous system uh, areas. Uh, and their serotonergic activity is uh, lesser than it is supposed to be. This explains why SSRIs, antidepressants, are working very well in premature ejaculation patients because those serotonergic drugs are increasing the activity of serotonin in the brain. So we believe that lifelong premature ejaculation is happening because of serotonergic dysregulation in the brain. However, the other syndrome, which is acquired premature ejaculation, is different than this. These men are experiencing early ejaculations after a moment in their lives. This, this, uh, there can be some psychological or organic etiologies which may be associated with those early ejaculations, hormonal imbalances, uh, psychogenic issues, uh, chronic prostatitis, withdrawal from certain, especially uh, antidepressant medications, uh, or erectile dysfunction. These may all be etiological factors for acquired premature ejaculation. So we are not talking about one disease. We have two diseases, and the etiological factors of these two diseases should be distinguished from each other. So, Professor, can the current available treatments completely treat premature ejaculation? Because that is a big concern amongst our listeners, that, you know, it's impossible to treat premature ejaculation or it's a very big disease. So can you lay some light on that, please? With the currently available pharmacological drugs, no. It's not uh, possible to cure premature ejaculation, but it's possible to have some empiric treatments uh, for premature ejaculation. So the patients who are uh, using those medications will be experiencing longer ejaculation times as long as they are using those medications. On the other hand, there are some experimental surgical treatments such as hyaluronic acid injections or uh, Botox treatments uh, and some, uh, some physical therapies uh, which are reported to be associated with cure in premature ejaculation. 
However, I would like to highlight the fact that those uh, studies should be confirmed by large groups and should exist in the currently available guidelines prior to those treatments are being used by uh, by big communities because most of those surgical premature ejaculation treatments are irreversible. So once they are used, once those surgical therapies are done, it's not uh, it they may cause some uh, detrimental complications and uh, therefore we have to be very cautious about them. Right, Professor. So apart from the medical therapies which are available, are there some measures that somebody can do at home to manage their premature ejaculation or to improve their ejaculation times? As uh, we know uh, from the studies conducted by the pioneers in the sexual medicine, such as Master and Johnson, uh, squeeze or stop-start technique or sensate focus techniques, these are all psychosexual therapy techniques, they may be associated with some sort of improvements in premature ejaculation. If, uh, let's assume that the point that a person ejaculates is 10, uh, we are instructing our patients to come to the excitement level of 6, 7, and then stop. At that time, they can squeeze the glands of their penises and then decrease their excitement level to three and then restart uh, stimulating their partner and their penises until the point seven again and then stop and do this regularly for four or five times. And then when they are willing to ejaculate, they can reach to the climax excitement point 10 and ejaculate. When they do these exercises by themselves during masturbation or with their partner, uh, there are studies uh, reporting that some sort of improvements in ejaculation time can be recorded. In addition to the uh, treatments that I have just explained, some practical maneuvers can be performed by the patients, such as using condoms, because we know that uh, premature ejaculation patients have very sensitive penises. When they use condom and decrease the sensitivity of their penises with condom, then this will be associated with longer ejaculation times. And also, masturbation prior to ejaculation, masturbation prior to real sexual uh, encounter, may also be associated with longer ejaculation times. So, Professor, do you think there's a link between stress, anxiety, and premature ejaculation? Yes, because we, I don't think that premature ejaculation patients are mentally problematic, but I know that premature ejaculation and the uh, consequent problems such as partner issues uh, are causing anxiety, stress, and depression in premature ejaculation patients. And this phenomenon has been well established in studies conducted with premature ejaculation patients and their partners. So those premature ejaculation is a real problem. And uh, most of the patients with premature ejaculation are suffering from anxiety, and depression. So listeners, in this podcast, we've discussed about premature ejaculation or early ejaculation and how it causes a problem amongst 
the couple and how it can be circumvented with the right medical therapy and some experimental therapies. You can also do a few things at home to improve your ejaculation times. So with this, Professor, I would really like to thank you for being on the clinic with us and throwing light in such a beautiful and lucid manner on premature ejaculation. It was wonderful to having learned from the Global Authority on Premature Ejaculation. Thank you, Professor. It was my pleasure and thank you for this warm invitation. So thank you listeners again for tuning in to the Men's Clinic. And today this was a special episode. It was a little intimate and I hope that you learn from it. And if there were any fears, I would just request you to reach out to an expert today and get a cure for it because this is just going to increase the anxiety and stress between you and your partner. So that's all for today's episode. And let me get back to you again with another wonderful episode of the Men's Clinic. Stay tuned. Thank you.